Welcome to Swing Angry Live. I am your host, Brandon Matthews. It's my pleasure to bring you the latest in sports performance and player development strategies from a variety of industry experts as we discuss some of the hottest topics in baseball, softball, and athletic development. Be sure to follow us on all major social media platforms at bmat0416 and check out the website, www.bmatthewsbaseball.com. If you would like to be a guest on the show or would like to recommend someone for the show, please feel free to reach out. I hope you enjoy today's episode. All right, we got Chaz Pippett on with us. Um, The reason that we're doing this is because I obviously use uh, Chaz's products. I use the Rebel Rack. Um, really big into rotational movement and, and training rotational acceleration to make hitters better. And for my hitters, I just wanted them to get a chance to, one, put put a face to the name that I always talk about at lessons. And two, just hear directly from him on, you know, why the rack is beneficial, um, why training rotational movement is beneficial, how it helps hitters get better, um, and just let him talk about his journey through hitting and, and how he came to develop the, the rotational movement training that he uses with all his hitters. So I'm going to kind of let him give you an, an intro about who he is, where he's at, and um, and how he's helping hitters get better from all age groups. Well, first of all, thank you so much for, for having me on, uh, Brandon. You know, we've known each other, God, I don't know, going on like five years now, I think, maybe even longer. I can't even remember. And, you know, I've kind of seen – your journey live, which has been really cool. So I have some questions for you too. Um, you know, you've got a full out facility with a hit tracks at your, at your freaking house and that's unreal. So, um, you know, you're doing a lot of a good work helping people too. Um, you know, a little bit about me. I started baseball rebellion 15 years ago. Uh, it's crazy to say I'm 39 now. And, um, I was working in a barn and, I'm not going to lie to you, it was awful. I mean, six, seven days a week, every week. um, You know, I was thinking about going to law school, and then I told my surgeon father that I was going to try to teach kids how to hit and actually shoot basketballs better, and he looked at me like I was insane. And uh, that was a tough conversation. But, you know, it's ended up working out, which is cool. Um, And it's funny, when I got my first facility, Brandon, I don't know if I ever told you this, I was so excited that I had a bathroom and a microwave. Like that's what I was so excited about because for six years I had worked outdoors. Five and a half years I'd worked outdoors. Winter, like if it was cold, under 45 degrees, I would literally go early, chop a tree down and build a fire for the moms and dads to sit by. And it was wild, dude. It was wild. Um, But I remember showing my parents on like a phone video of my building. and I was like, I've got a bathroom. And that's just such a weird way to work. Um, I don't recommend it. But, you know, once we got through that and, and I started looking at my I started looking at my hitters in the barn and I realized like they just weren't they were better than a lot of the other hitters around, but they weren't getting better as fast as I wanted them to. And I was like, man, there's there's got to be something I'm missing, um, you know, because, you know, arrogantly, I looked at these kids and I'm thinking to myself, man, I could dunk when I was 12 years old. 
how in the world is this kid who may never dunk a basketball, who isn't isn't very athletic, how is this kid going to do better than I did if I teach him what I did that didn't work? And I really thought about that. And I was like, man, I've got to do, I've got to change what I'm doing because they have no shot of success if I teach them what I did. Um, right. I, can't, I can't be the model. I, I was 23 and done with baseball. So I was like, all right, we got to do something different. So I started looking at a ton of video. And back then, Jose Batista, Batista and Carlos Gomez were kind of like the coolest hitters I could find. They weren't huge guys. Gomez got bigger towards the end of his career, but um, they were just athletic and explosive and their back foot was coming all the way off the ground and their, and their bodies just moved so differently than I like realized hitters could do. And, you know, I started changing my hitters and I remember I told, uh, I told my wife, Megan, I was like, I'm going to make some changes at work uh, with what I'm teaching. And I'm going to tell everybody this week, and I got fired by 25, 30% of my clients, like right then. And cause they were like, well, why have you been teaching my kid the wrong thing? Like, what do you mean this isn't right? And they were, they were mad. And I was like, look, I thought it was right. Like, it's not like I did it on purpose, but you know, unfortunately when people trust you with their children, uh, they don't take kindly to mistakes. And, um, you know, the ones that stayed, they really got better. And I think back to the stuff I was teaching then, and it's just so rudimentary that comparatively to what we're doing now, you know, it's a miracle we had anybody do well. Um, we we're getting kids committing to small colleges and, you know, a couple kids, a couple kids were playing at some decent schools, like against smaller schools and, and they have really improved, but we're talking D2s, D3s, not that's bad. That's good. Um, and they've definitely gotten better. Um, but I mean, I was, I had a laptop and I was taking video with a little thing called a flip camera. Like cell phones didn't even have real cameras on them yet that I remember, you know, like it definitely wasn't this magical iPhone, you know, I promise you that. So um, I had this thing called a flip camera and a, this Acer laptop that was just had the biggest screen I could find. And I was in the, in the snow outdoors, open air with a roof and like some walls Um I didn't even have four walls. Now I think about it, a roof and two walls. Um, and I'm showing these kids videos next to a fire while their mom freezes. And I say mom, cause you know, 99% of 90% of the people that brought their kids were moms. Um, but it was just, it was just such a, a cool time looking back. And some of my athletes, I mean, I still work with from the barn. I mean, and they're in college now, or they're just heading to school. Um, and, and seeing them kind of go further has is, is just been really, really cool. Um, but what really changed everything for me was when I came up with this bad boy, the Rebels Rack. And I realized that if you try to change a hitter while they're hitting, the hitting actually gets in the way of the change. And let me explain that just a little bit further. The, the, the hitter knows a good hit from a bad hit generally, right? So unless they're like a complete novice. So if the hitter knows a good hit or a bad hit, no matter what you say or what you do, when they hit a ball, they decide whether or not it was a good hit or a bad hit. Like they evaluate it. 
And that evaluation crushes what I was trying to do. Because let's say I'm trying to get a hitter to, who cares, move their back foot when they turn, whatever. Well, that's obviously a different move, different idea. And so when they do it, initially they tend to hit worse than when they don't do it. Because if they don't do it, that's comfortable and normal for them. And so they are in their minds evaluating, is this idea working or is this idea not working? And so the hitting was distracting them from what I was actually wanting them to do, whatever skill it was. So with the rack, we're able to take the hitting away so that the hitters can really focus on how they're moving, feel the changes, understand the verbal cues, understand what they're seeing in the mirror, understand what they're learning from, from, from what their feet are telling them if they're doing them barefoot or with shoes on, uh, just kind of depends and feeling how their balance changes and how their speed changes and even videoing them saying, this is how you started. Now look how much faster you are now. And then looking at their parents to be like, do I look faster? And the parents like, yeah, that's way faster. You yeah, know, for sure. And them getting that feedback that's truly about how they are doing something and how they are controlling and taking ownership of these new ideas instead of, oh, I turned really fast, but they made a tiny little mistake and it made them hit the ball bad. So they're like, oh, it hit terrible. That's no good. And yeah. that's been really transformational for, for not only for me and my business, but this the style of hitting that we teach and the style of rotational skill that we teach and how fast we can get improvements. I mean, I had a kid today. Um, he had his eval uh, last two weeks ago. He did his movement lesson. One lesson with me did not hit a ball. 40 minutes of all movement. 40 minutes, no hitting at a hitting lesson. And then he was given homework to do 100 turns a day. He did them. And he came back today and he hit the ball six miles an hour harder and 48 feet further. And we didn't change. We didn't do a different hitting drill. We didn't hit off a tee. We didn't change his hands. I didn't change his bat. We even used the same cage and the same ball. And, well, balls, we hit more than one ball. But my point is, the dad was like, I can't believe this. He goes, if you would have told me this at your eval, I wouldn't have even come back because I would have been like, you're crazy. This is stupid. And I said, well, honestly, you know, your son's not very good at what I want you to do, what I want to do anyway. So if he if he makes the movement changes that we'd worked on for the first 10 minutes and he practices those 100 times a night for seven nights, imagine what he's going to be like next week. And the dad and the kid were like, wow, because I was like, because you're still not very good at what I want you to do. And you're and you're way better at hitting already. And they had never really thought about it that way, you know, and a lot of parents and players, they want this get, get hit quick scheme, you know, get microwave hit. effect. Yeah. It's like, yeah, man, like uh, that ain't really how it works. Like we got to get better at how you rotate and then your body's going to accept the new speed and then you're going to hit better, rotate better while you're hitting, which is really what you're doing. You're rotating better while you're hitting in front toss and then you'll do it in BP and then you'll do it off a machine and then you'll do it in practice away from us and you'll develop your, 
your hitting vocabulary and you'll become fluent in how you hit. And that, and that's what we need. You know, we need to build fluent rotators. Um, you know, my, my sister was fluent in Spanish for a while. She lived in Argentina for a minute. And, um, she said she knew she was fluent when she would dream in Spanish. Right. <laughs> well, I want hitters to be fluent in hitting and dream and dream in rotation, like truly understand how they move, how they must move and one or two keys to their movements that give them the best opportunity to execute that movement in a game. And the more we train it, the better we get at creating and building these movements and novice hitters and then giving better and giving an actual movement solution that will work in a game to our best hitters. You know, piggybacking off of what you said earlier about, you know, the hitter who's going to go right back to evaluating the batted ball. Uh, and that's where the rat comes into play because I, t I tell all the, the hitters that I'm training, how often do you, rotate the same way you rotate when you're hitting a ball without actually hitting the ball. And they all, they're thinking about, I'm like, think about this. What do you do when you hit the ball? You swing, you rotate. But when do you do that movement when you're not trying to hit a ball? And they all kind of light bulb goes off and I'm like, well, never. And I'm like, exactly. Why haven't we ever thought about training the same move you're going to make when you're trying to hit a ball well haven't we tried to make that better before you step in the box to try to hit it and yeah yeah and that's the thing i mean and then and then they're excited and then the if you have you know all my players have racks obviously um and if you have racks to have your hitters buy or include them in your program then they can like practice at home and yep. have some ownership of that movement and be like, look, I want you, if a little kid, I had a little kid today, I want you to do 50 turns a night in front of your mom. He's nine or 10. And he looked at me like, God, that's so much. So I was like, okay, let's see how long it takes you to do 20 good turns. He's like, okay. And it took like 48 seconds. And I was like, okay, man, I'm asking for like three minutes of work. That's it. And if you do those three minutes of work every single day, that little 10 year old, um, I mean, he's going to get radically better. I mean, he's up five miles an hour already with a terrible turn, terrible. And, but it's way less terrible than it was. Yeah. And that's where was, that's the improvement. Like I'm not comparing him to my best rotators. I'm comparing him to him. You know, I'm comparing the hit, the girl to the girl, you, you to you. Yep, And that's the beauty of the hit tracks that you have and the hit tracks as I have. And the system that we teach is, it's just, it's just so obvious how much it can help you so fast. And yes, it looks different, you know, and when you and I talk on volley, you know, on BR Insider, um, when we talk about it, you know, sometimes you're like, man, you know, these people, I think they, they expect a certain amount of swings or they expect a certain style of hitting lesson, whatever that is, man, I'll tell you what, at my evals, I flat out tell them if you hit the, the next time you come back, like, don't even bring your bat. Don't even bring it, you know, because there's a really high probability that you won't hit anyway. And I don't yeah. want you to be disappointed by not hitting. I want you to understand you're not hitting because that's the absolute best thing I can do for you. 
And if I let you hit before you turn well, I'm actually making you worse. I truly believe that. I'm making it harder for you to accept the rotational skill. And it's uh, it's different, you know. And a lot of parents have had a lot of lessons when they come in here. And they look at what we do and they're like, wow, this is weird. Like, this is really different. And But at the eval process, they see the $20,000 hit track. They see the printout that we give them from hit tracks and we explain where their exit velocity ranks, how they're pulling the ball, how they're hitting it when they pull it versus backside, where the hits live on the field, why we shouldn't actually hit it up the middle because the best three players play there, shortstop, second base, center field. Like why we shouldn't actually hit it up the middle, you know? Um, and and their jaws are like on the floor. And they're like, well, all my coaches tell me to, to just drive it right at the pitcher. I'm like, yeah, man. Like, okay. Like, what do you want me to yeah, say? Unless, to unless you can what, muscle up that fly ball, it's not going over the center fielder's head. Yeah, like I don't know. Shot in the gap. Yeah, like I don't want to tell you. Like, I, what I'm telling you is, your coaches want you to hit well. Full stop. If you hit well. They're not going to care how you do it. You can ride a horse around the bases for all I care. They're not going to care either. You can do whatever you want. If you hit well, you will play. And you will play a lot as long as you're not a total jerk. Okay? So let's just hit well. That's it. And you're going to hit better however your coach wants you to hit by turning faster. So I can train you if you come see one of my guys for hitting or if you go see Jeff Fry for hitting. Either way, you can hit the ball harder if you train your rotation. I don't care if you're a teacher man disciple, if you go see Doug Latta. I don't care if you like Ken Cherry Holmes. I don't care if you like Jamie Savalos. I don't care if you're a Ted Williams disciple or Charlie Lau disciple. It doesn't matter to me. It doesn't matter to me. You can go to Gradham Swing down there in Florida. You can go to Eric Cressy. You can go to anybody you want. If you train your rotational skill first, every swing you take for the rest of your life will be more impactful and have a chance to do more damage. Period. That's, that, that movement is within every swing. It doesn't every matter who you're swinging with. The movement is within the swing. You're 100% right. Um, I truly take a lot of pride in knowing, you know, how to train hitters better per square foot, you know, and you your setup's phenomenal. I mean, there is nothing that your players lack coming to your spot. And that's really cool for me to say. And I don't know, maybe cool for you to hear. Because yeah, I've seen bad. so many facilities that really lack. Like they just don't have some simple stuff that would really make hitters better. And they spend their money in silly areas. And you know, it is what it is. Um, there's a million certifications out there. There's a million things you can. You can buy online gadget this gadget that, and I'm not gonna tell, I'm not gonna lie to you. The Rebels Rack is not exactly like a fun training tool. Like uh, that's not it. I'm trying to make it efficient and effective. Right. Um, and hitting really well in a game is super fun, and being able to go to any college camp and have the coaches like stop what they're doing when you're hitting to be like, dang, that girl hits the ball freaking hard. That guy yeah. smashes. Like, that swing is violent. Like, whoa. There's so many hitters that these coaches see. Like, ladies and gentlemen, you you 
need to have a, a swing and a skill and a speed that jumps off the page, jumps off the field. And if you don't, you just hit a bunch of singles, that coach has to see you play over and over and over and over and hopefully remember, oh, yeah, Jennifer had two singles last time I saw her play. She got two hits today too, huh? What if she doesn't remember? Yeah. What if the coach was, dang, man, Jonathan had two hits the last three times I've seen him play. All singles, huh? That guy can, that guy can move the ball. Well, what if the guy before you hit a 380-foot jack over the scoreboard and they're busy writing his name down while you're hitting? Yeah. It happens all the time. Coaches miss, you know? And and if you hit, you don't sit. And if you're the hitter pitcher's fear, coaches are going to find you. Oh, yeah. You better believe it. You better believe it. And if you can take loud batting practice at a camp, that's the first step. Yeah, you got to hit in the game. You got to hit in the game. But if you get take that loud batting practice and then you hit a couple singles, they're like, wow, power potential and BP, saw that. Good quality hitter, saw that. Now, assuming you brought your glove with you and you can catch and throw, that's four <laughs> yeah. tools. That's four tools right there. And, you know, some are fast, some are slow. You know, we'll figure it out. But it's um, it's a really, really fun thing to see those, those kids look at you and be like, I never knew that I could do this. And the reality is you can't make somebody physically superior in 30 minutes, 40 minutes, or a week. You can't do it. It's not possible, right? And when I say physically superior, I mean they're not like stronger, bigger, heavier, taller. That's not how we work. That's not how yeah, we didn't grow overnight. No. What you can do is you can make them better at a skill and give them something that they can buy into and practice on their own without a bat, without a ball, without mom and dad, without a coach, that they can have full autonomy over when they do it, where they do it, how they do it. And hopefully that sounds appealing to the coaches, parents, and players listening right now because I haven't found a better way to do it. And all I do is look. All I do is read. All I do is look. All I do is try. I try to break the progression every single year. J.K. White has been with me 12 years. Um, came to me with Eric Tyler, and they said, we want to change the progression. And I'm not going to lie to you. I was pissed. I was pissed. Because, like, that's my baby. Like, the progression is how you how you do the movement with the rubble trap, okay? It's how we build the stride, how we build the front leg, how we build the adjustability. I mean, it is baseball rebellion. It is softball rebellion. And they wanted to change it. They said it was broken. So I listened and I pushed back loudly, hardly, well, hardly, aggressively, pushed back hard. And damn it, they were right. And we changed the progression. And I'm glad we did because the hitters are better now significantly and that's the beauty of having the group of guys i have and the style of management that i have is that we all can speak from the newest guy to jk anybody can say what they think and then 
you know, it's a meritocracy of ideas. The best ideas win. The best, if you can prove it, we're going to do it. And they were right. I wasn't very good at the time of teaching hip hinge initially and hip hinge into side bend mechanics. Um, I was wrong. I was getting really good results, but not as good as now. Hey, now they're better. And they're better. And they're better because JK was and Eric were willing to come to me. And they're better because I was willing to listen. And I was willing to listen to them because I see their work and I know how smart they are. And I see their hitters and I watch what they do on a day to day basis. And they've earned the right to tell me that I'm wrong. Um, and I value their opinion greatly. I mean, JK, Eric, Luke, um, Ryan, Corey. Um, I mean, just everybody is, is such a big part. I mean, Tyler, when he was doing instruction, Gabe, when he was doing instructions, now doing physical therapy, Garrett, when he was here, you know, I mean, Casey judge is a guy, I think he's in the twins organization. Now, you know, I taught, a. I, I, you can still find on the internet. If you search tall posture, baseball rebellion or something like that, you will see me talk about a video where I'm like, yeah, hinging is bad. And I, and I show a case study where hinging was bad for a hitter. Well, I, I was wrong. And I stood right next to Casey, and he just eviscerated me in an article like three months after that. And he That's was the funny right, thing right, right there. I stood right there, and, I, and he just crushed everything I said. And we left the old article up, and we put a disclaimer at the top. This is what we used to teach. We were wrong. Here's where you should go now, or you can go ahead and read, but then go to this. I didn't play in the big leagues, but I have coached players. Um, when you talk about the combined earnings, uh, worth almost half a billion dollars. And on the female side, you know, we had 14 girls sign division one this year. Just imagine how much money and opportunity that is for their families. You know, some of which have never had player people in their family go to college and that's not possible without rotational skill in this. I couldn't have done that from the barn. I don't care how hard I tried, how much I worked. Couldn't have done it without it. No shot. And um, that is the God's honest truth. So that, that one piece of equipment has transformed kids who, for me, for me personally, kids that I train when I get them at 11 and 12 years old. Because the next year or two, is going to determine if they keep playing the sport or or if they decide not to. And at 11 and 12 years old, using the rack, using the rotational movement series, and they hit that first home run. And the first home run turns into number two and number three, something they never thought they were able to do. And then they end up staying in the game longer because the bottom line is if you get handcuffed as a, as a young player at 12 years old, when you get to the big field, you don't have the rotational movement. You don't have the rotational speed, the rotational strength. It's not fun to them anymore when they can't hit. But at 11 and 12, that rack has kept so many kids playing the game when they transition from the small field to the big field because they just got more efficient. They got faster. They're able to hit line drives over the infield. And, and with baseball, like obviously, like the field grows. It grows in middle school. It grows in high school. It grows in college. And it grows in the pros. Okay? So – what you've got to realize, and Michael, I saw your question. I'll get to it in just a second. What you've got to realize 
um, is the bats grow too. So you can't swing that 32-21 U-Triple-S-A rocket launcher as a sixth grader in Durham. you got to swing a BB core, drop three, okay? I don't care if you're 60 pounds or 160 pounds. When you're in sixth grade, if you live in Durham and you go to public school, you're swinging a drop three. And guess what? If you can't swing it, you can't play. And so the rotational skill side of what we do allows these skinny little kids to swing these big bats and make the team. Now, they some of them don't play much at first, but the advantage of practicing every day as a sixth grader is exponential over that sixth grader that didn't make it. Even if your practices are just you know, not that great, you're still taking grounders every day. You're still throwing every day. You're still going to you're going on bus trips with your buddies. You're eating out after games. Like there's more to it. There's more to it. And learning to swing that big bat is a big freaking deal. High school is 18U baseball. Yeah. The game don't care how big you are. Don't nope. the game doesn't care if you're ready to swing it or not. Nope. It'll just leave you behind. It'll just leave you behind. And I tell kids this all the time. Then I'm going to answer Michael's question. Coaches want to make easy decisions. Baseball, softball, doesn't matter. If 20 kids try out, there's five of them that are awesome. They're making it. Easy decision. There's five of them that are terrible. They're cut. Easy decision. So now there's 10 kids fighting for six or seven spots. Make the coach make an easy decision. Have an explosive swing. Handle that big bat. Handle it. Don't let, don't miss out on an opportunity because your facial hair hasn't come in yet in sixth grade. Right? I mean, it's just a race to puberty. That's all middle school sports is, boys and girls. But you can overcome that race if you know how to turn. And you can swing that big bat if you know how to turn. But if you go to that middle school trout and you try to swing your U-trip, they're going to be like, whoa, what are you doing, kid? Here you go. And if you've never swung a BB core and you've never practiced turning with that kind of weight in your hand, you're dead. Welcome to a new world. You're dead. Well, you don't get you don't get to go to the new world. You, you're cut. Yeah. And nobody cares how many Cal Ripken games you've won in world and, and how many rings, you plastic rings you've got in your, yep. in your bedroom. Nobody cares. You can just swing the big bat on the big field and hit it 180 feet to get it out of the infield, or you can't. And if you can't, and you're done. Yeah, if you can't. You're in your backyard trying to figure out how to swing the bat. You didn't want to pick up two years ago when somebody suggested it. Yep. And your parents are, are looking at you like, well, that's just unfair. Nope. It, the rules are the rules. And they've been the rules. And they're going to be the rules. And you better get with it. So Michael asked, said, Chaz, many coaches out there may not know about the Rebels Rack Certification Rotational Skill Development Certs. What is the process to get certified? Do you advertise the certification process? So if you go to baseballrebellion.com, the Rebels Rack certification exists. It's a great course that really explains a lot of the ways we use the Rebels Rack. It really does. Um, it's probably hundred bucks, um, maybe less. It you actually become certified to teach, which is pretty sweet. Um, and if you're a high school coach, middle school coach, travel ball coach, it's a really great place uh, to start. Um, the book. Um, that talks about like how I started baseball rebellion, the different coaches I've met and what I learned from them. Um, the honest parts of the book when I was wrong and how I've changed 
Uh, and then obviously the rotational skill development and why we do things the way we do, how motor learning works. Like it really puts a lot of information right in the palm of your hands. That pre-sale, I think, is later this week, possibly even next week. And then it comes out officially on, on Cyber Monday or Black Friday. I can, honestly, I can't remember. One of those two. I think Cyber Monday. Um, and I'll be honest with you, I really hope I sell a ton of those books because I really believe they'll help a ton of people. Thanks, Chaz, for coming on, man. Thank you guys so much. Michael, appreciate it. Jerry, thank you for coming. Um, join the group. Learn to turn. BaseballRebellion.com. Make sure you support Brandon and his shirts because the shirts look pretty freaking sweet. I'm definitely going to be rocking one very, very soon. All right, man. Take it easy. Bye now. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed the show, please consider sharing with others and be sure to leave a rating or review. I hope this helps. See you on the diamond.